Well, hello again, and uh, welcome to Vacation Rental Success, and this is episode number eight. My name's Heather Bayer, and I'm delighted to welcome today my son and my business partner, Mike Bayer, and it's a huge pleasure to have Mike with me here on the podcast today. Mike, hi. It's, you know, it's uh, absolutely no problem at all if you call me mummy. <laughs> I know that's that's always the uh, the challenge with our uh, you know family business relationship is do I call you mum or do when we're talking to the audience do I call you Heather? So uh, I think I think I think we'll, we'll refer to you to, as, as Heather through the duration of the podcast. I think just so uh, so it doesn't sound too much like a uh, a dining dining room conversation. <laughs> well, that that's absolutely fine. I mean, that's 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 how you refer to me mostly anyway. But uh, you know, if you occasionally drop the oh mum in there, it, you know, I'm really not going to be too worried about it. But uh, I wanted to kick off um, today really with not so much an apology, but an explanation for the long hiatus that we've had with no podcasts um, over the summer. You know, we're now into November and it's uh, I'm looking back and the last podcast I did was July. And the reason is um, really the, the pressure of work over the summer. And for those of my listeners who don't know, uh, I run a company, a vacation rental management company called Cottage Link Rental Management here in on- Ontario. And we manage over 200 properties. And uh, that keeps us really, really busy throughout the summer. Uh, going to have to start uh, backing off a little, I think, and uh, maybe doing a little bit of outsourcing and uh, delegating, I believe. Um, Mike, of course, is part of uh, Cottage Link Rental Management as well. He's one of our account managers. So between us, we, you know, over the course of uh, a year between myself, uh, Mike and uh, my business partner, Craig, we probably go out and see probably around about 100, 150 properties. Um, and that's on top of checking on our current properties. So, so we're out and about seeing many, many rental properties, and it does keep us really, really busy. And then, of course, right through the summer, every property is is just about booked. We had around about 85 to 90% occupancy this summer across the board. And although it was a little bit slow to start, back in May, June, it really picked up, ramped up. It's one of the things we noticed this year was a huge, huge increase in last-minute bookings, and there was there were lots of reasons for that, um, but uh, the the fact that the phone didn't stop ringing and the emails never stopped coming right the way through the uh, the high season months of July and August was uh, was was quite something. So so moving on from that, that was that was probably a longer ex- explanation than I needed to give. But moving on from that. Just wanted to say a bit about um, the partnership I now have with Mike uh, in developing Cottage Blogger to the next level. What we're going to be doing is is still doing uh, the blog posts as we always have been, but we are moving away from renting for profit for those um, for those listeners who have been members perhaps or have been onto the renting for profit site we are moving or Mike is moving a lot of the stuff from renting for profit over to cottage blogger I'm going to be producing more podcasts and I've got a stellar lineup of people to interview over the next few months 
So I'm just going to hand it over just a sec to, to Mike because um, he's going to be developing our TV channel on YouTube. What have you got lined up for that, Mike? Well, um, I think uh, our, our long-term listeners and certainly long-term subscribers to both Cottage Blogger and Renting for Profit um, will have seen over the, the last few years, um, we, we've really just been you know, doing the same mainstream uh, things as, as many other uh, bloggers and vacation rental experts are doing, um, which is just writing and, and, and really getting or sharing our experiences. And what we're finding is that there are so many people doing the same thing. So what we're really going to try to do with Cottage Blogger is, as you said, Heather, is take it to the next level, which is to really make um, Cottage Blogger as multimedia diverse as we possibly can. Um, and you've already done this with uh, the Vacation Rental Success podcast, which is absolutely amazing. We're already seeing a huge following. Um, and now we have a little bit more time to focus on, on the podcast, especially. Uh, we can really focus on trying to get those subscribers and, and a lot more interest into the podcast. And what we'd really like to hear from, from you, our listeners, is a little bit more feedback as to what you like, what you don't like, um, things you would like us to cover, uh, maybe if there's anybody you'd specifically like us to interview. Certainly, the, the, the podcast is a great medium where, where people, if they're driving in the car, if you're out for a run, uh, or if you're simply sitting at your own vacation rental, rental property having a coffee in the morning, you're just thinking about those new ideas or new ways to make your vacation rental better. Um, but from my side of uh, the business is, as I said, developing more the multimedia side. So what I really specialize in is the, the background of Cottage Blogger, which is looking after the, the website updating uh, all the things to do with the website, as well as producing video um, and doing video tutorials. So that's where we're going to be trying to move a lot more towards, is producing some really good quality uh, video tutorials on subject matter that is really relevant to vacation rental owners, vacation rental managers, and certain things I'm focusing on right now is always encourage vacation rental owners to look to do is developing your own personal website for your property. You, you may have listings all over the place with the big names like HomeAway, VRBO, uh, FlipKey. The listing is great. The listing is your avenue to reach out into the uh, interweb to reach people and, and advertise your property. But what you want to do is be able to drive all that traffic into one location that you have complete control over and you have no limits as to how great you can make that location they go to. And that's why your own personal website is so important. And what we found is many people find that the thought of developing a website just seems out of their reach. It seems too complicated. There's too much jargon. There's programming and code and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and some people think it's very expensive. But what I'm going to do is be putting together, uh, I think we're, we're looking at an 8 to 10 video tutorial series, which is we're going to put on the website completely for free, um, which is going to cover all the aspects of right from the beginning of choosing a, a URL or a web name right through to search engine optimization. Now, I know that may sound like a complicated term, but all of that will be explained in this video series that I'm going to be starting on uh, come January. So we should hopefully see some videos coming out between January and March um, and hopefully have that whole series finished up and ready to go in preparation for the next summer season. Uh, that's that's great, Mike. I'm looking forward to that because uh, I 
as you know, I've been uh, pushing for people at least to have a blog, if nothing else. And uh, and of course, with the power of WordPress, and I think uh, you'll be directing most people to use WordPress as a platform. It it, it is not just for blogging. It you can create fantastic uh, websites with it. So so I'm looking forward to that. You know, we'll um, we'll, we'll be spending a time over the winter through Christmas and. Uh, I mean, we, we have this great advantage, of course, that we only live about an, an hour, 20 minutes from each other. And we we get to, um, to to visit on a frequent basis. And then, of course, we're spending Christmas together and then we're off to the Bahamas. So we'll be doing work there and I'm name dropping like crazy now. But that's the way it's going to happen. And uh, and of course, as a little bit of, a, of an aside here, I get the, the, the facts to spend so much time with him and, and also my granddaughter who's coming up on 16 17 months old now yeah she's just she's just about to turn 16 months so uh it's, it's definitely been uh an interesting challenge for me over the last year to to get to use getting used to being a new daddy as well as uh looking after um uh looking after cottage blogger as well so but now you know you know everybody has to find that happy medium and i think i have now so it's really time to to get things rolling and uh, and I, I, you know what, Heather? I think so we sh- this is a really good segue to jump into probably well, what I feel is is probably one of the, the most exciting things that we've done with Cottage Blogger or Renting for Profit. And that is uh, that is putting together our first joint venture book, of course. Yes, I, I think uh, well, I, I don't want to steal your thunder because I mean this is this has been a, an idea in the works for a few years, but I think uh, our listeners and hopefully the the vacation rental market as a uh, or sorry the vacation rental industry. Uh, as a, as a whole is going to really benefit from this amazing resource. Well, you know, it was it was years and years ago when I first got into the business that uh, or, or first came out here, and it may have been before we even bought our first property. And I remember going to see uh, to see somebody at, uh, at, at at their cottage, and I walked, and she was showing me around, and I walked in the door, and there was music playing. And it was just such a simple little thing, but as you walked in, it was just so ambient, and it just felt that I was at home and she said oh yeah she said you know she had three properties and she said I always put the music on because my guests really like it that she said they they seem to think they, they seem to feel that they're expected when they arrive and the place is warm and there's some music playing when I bought my own properties that's the one of the first things I decided that I would definitely do so most of what I know now I've learned from other owners who've kindly shared over the years what's worked for them and then I've paid it forward by sharing a lot of my tips and suggestions with other people my my owners here at uh, Cottage Link Rental Management of course but uh, but but through the blog and through renting for profit as well and it just crossed my mind and this was a few years ago that uh, that there's nothing out there that really is written by owners for owners to share all this stuff, all this wonderful, um, all these wonderful resources we all have, all these great things that we do for our guests. So, so this is what the book is, and it's going to be. Uh, we've got a working title at the moment of 101 Ways to Create Loyal Vacation Rental Fans." And as I said, it's a book by owners for owners, which means what we're doing is we're going out and asking experts in the vacation rental field and those experts are mostly people who are doing it they're on the ground they are renting out their properties successfully 
and they are successful because of some of the great things they do. So what we're doing is going to these these people and saying, give us a tip. Let us know at least one thing that uh, that you're doing that's making a difference and creating that success for you. And we're asking for anything between 200 and 500 words of uh, for, for, for each tip that just says, this is what we do and this is why it's successful. And, you know, that, that great example of just setting some music to a classical channel. I mean, that is so simple, but it's amazingly effective. So, so what we're going to do is bring all these together, all these tips together in a book, which, and, and there are lots of uh, the, the different categories that we'll have within the book. And we just hope that this is going to be a great resource for anyone starting out or anyone who's currently successful, but just wants to take their business to the next level. And I've had seven properties over the past 10 years, and I learn something from every owner I come across. So we're going to talk a little bit more about this at the end of this episode and let you know what you can do to be involved um, because this is uh, this is a book by owners for owners and we want your involvement. So that's um, that's the little bit of a plug for our book. But uh, the main bulk of today's episode really is um, is about what Mike and I have learned ourselves from this last summer season. I've got two current properties that I rent out, Osprey Cottage and Kingfisher Cottage, and Mike's uh, Mike and Andrea's Seabreeze Cottage, which is a beautiful, beautiful little place down on Lake Ontario. And over the summer, they've all been fully booked with back-to-back rentals uh, right over the 10 or 12 weeks of the summer season. And in fact, all all three um, are still pretty much booked out through September and October. Not so much in November. Uh, for anyone who's who's ever been up in no- in Ontario in November, uh, it's probably not the best place to be anyway. But even so, even so, we're we're, we're still getting a good amount of uh, of guests. But uh, what we wanted to talk about today is ten of the takeaways that Mike and I have got uh, from this summer season. And so we, we had a bit of a discussion and decided we'd, we'd draw um, five each. So five points each that, uh, that Mike and I learned from, uh, from what happened in our, in our own place, places uh, this summer. So uh, what do you reckon, Mike? Who's, who's, who's going first? Well, I, th- I think I just want to tag on to the beginning of this that this is uh, this podcast is very much in the spirit of the ebook, where um, I, I really feel that the vacation rental industry is, is is very strongly or very rapidly becoming so much of a family. Uh, I know that might seem a little um, kind of a little over the top to say that, but I mean, there there are so many organizations starting up now in terms of short-term rental advocacy and and there's so many bloggers out there with with their own following but we are all coming together and we're coming together as a professional industry um and this is the perfect opportunity and as we are doing now in the, in this podcast is to share with you our listeners what we've learned and it's just, and I think if if anybody even if uh, the points we're going to mention in, in over the next uh, half an hour, even if these are things you already do or already know about, 
feel free to get onto a forum anywhere, whether it be um, with us at Cottage Blogger or any any other blog, um, or even on LinkedIn or Facebook. But share, please share what you learn and what what makes you good at what you do, because that is only going to make the industry stronger as a whole and and make us all more successful. You made a great point there because I, I did hear from somebody when I was I was talking to them about uh, about the book, in fact. And they said, you know, well, do you think people are going to want to share their secrets and, you know, their secrets of their success because their competitors are going to find out what they do? And I, and I said, well, quite honestly, it, we are community. Just as you said, we're family, we're community. What we do collectively is going to raise the standards in this industry. And the industry is just growing rapidly, but we still are way, way at the forefront. There's a huge way for us to go. It's still it's still very fragmented. You know, any time you, you see what, what the media are saying about the vacation rental industry, they will always talk about it being fragmented. And this is something that we can do as individual owners and managers to help um, bring this community together and to raise collective standards. No, absolutely. And um, so, anyway, so so, so we have uh, we have five points each. Um, so, did did you want to kick off, Heather, or did you want me to start? You you kick off. You you take your first one. And I I think we're going for this um, this this one about um, Wi-Fi because uh, that's actually something that uh, having an impact across the industry because of um, just because of the nature of the way technology is going. Yeah, I mean, the technology is moving so rapidly and to provide to the needs of your vacation rental guests is always the paramount thing that we're trying to do as vacation rental owners. We're, we're trying to provide to the traveling public what they may need. It's not necessarily what you as as an owner think that your guests should or should not need. Something that I know that you and I, Heather, we, we experience quite often when taking on new properties for our management company is the attitude of some owners that well, they don't need Wi-Fi because they should be on vacation uh, or they don't need satellite TV because they shouldn't be watching TV. They should be outside enjoying the sun. I feel that you have to get away from from that attitude. So in my property, I, I provide Wi-Fi and, and uh, Wi-Fi with a connection to the Internet um, through uh, a, a local um, a local supplier. Um, now, the only issue that I have with the Wi-Fi, and this is what something I found this summer, is that I uh, my budget is 25 gigabytes for the month. Now that seems pretty reasonable, I think, for for a whole month's worth of internet usage. Um, and I put in my welcome letter that we do provide Wi-Fi and and the internet, but we would appreciate if you try and limit your usage to checking emails and general surfing and not video downloads. Uh, things like that. So I, I, I put right in the welcome letter, please, um, your limit is only five gigabytes for the week of your stay. And we did have several instances this summer where people were into 15, 17, 20, 25 gigabytes. Um, and we, I incurred some additional charges. Now, like understanding those implications is like some people just don't understand how much they use. Um, so I think one of the, the the big things to to try and get across either to your renters is is to very much highlight to them in the welcome letter or maybe if you meet them in person or if you do that phone call when they arrive is just to really reiterate there is a restriction and, and there are additional charges or just spend the extra money and, and find out how you can get unlimited internet 
Um, I've actually just discovered that through the same provider, um, their business account, which is $5 more a month, is unlimited. So I'm going to be looking to to change to that so I don't have to limit my guests. Well, I, that that's such a great idea. And we've um, come across this so often this summer. They are so used to having unlimited access to their internet at home. So they they, they want to stream video they want to download they want to um, they want to use netflix and do not realize the um the amount of bandwidth that 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 all that uses and it very very quickly mounts up so yes i think um the learning point uh, well you've you've got the learning point from that but certainly we found it as an agency to, uh, that we have to be very very clear on any information that goes out to our guests when they book so that they know at the time of booking that there is a limit on on their usage. And also the fact that if they do go over that limit, then there will be an additional charge. So that's, that's been a learning point right across the board. But oh, lucky you to have um, uh, Unlimited. Yeah, I, I've got to look a little bit more into it, but um, but that's certainly the, the end game. Okay, well, that's a great, great point, number one. Um, number two, um, over to me. Uh, we have a hot tub down at Osprey Cottage. In fact, a hot tub up to both Osprey and Kingfisher. And uh, over the course of the summer, the hot tub caused issues. And it this this is really about um, the value of of us being close by. But to, to to a great extent, that's not really a learning point. The learning point is is that if you have an amenity or facility that could need continuous maintenance, then it really, really is important to have somebody close by who's able to tackle it immediately. And that, that really goes for, for anything, any, you know, any breakdown. It's, it's just not good enough to be a, a remote owner and, and expect everything to go perfectly uh, wi- without a local contact. So uh, we we had, I think, one or two weeks where we were down there checking out the hot tub, checking other fridge. We had fridge problems, uh, other appliance issues. So it, it's, it's just something that uh, that has got more important, really, that um, that people are perhaps not used to some of the amenities and facilities. And we just have to be on the, on the ball and have a local contact who is able to deal with them quickly. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually, and that that brings me very uh, very smoothly on to uh, point number three, uh, which is effectively manage your managers. And what I mean by that is um, uh, w- w- we have a hot tub at Seabreeze as well. Um, unfortunately, we we don't have the the luxury of being so close, and I'm sure there's many of our listeners who who do manage their properties remotely. Uh, but whether you be in California and have a property in Maui or Maybe you're in Florida and have something in the Bahamas. Uh, it's always a challenge managing from a distance. And, and being able to manage your managers or managing your service providers is absolutely essential. And this summer, we have an amazing cleaner who, who comes in and, uh, and her company looks after our property. Um, but occasionally, you know what, some, sometimes things get missed or some things just aren't done to, to your own standards. And, and I have very, very high standards when it comes to the hot tub. Uh, Andrea, my wife, she looks after a lot of the interior stuff, but for, for me, it's the, the exterior and, and especially the hot tub because I know the challenges of, of having a hot tub um, 
is is ensuring it's always pristine and always clean. Uh, I specifically purchased a hot tub that has a, a white or, or a or a marbled white um, shell to it, so that way when a guest comes in, uh, the water is always that nice turquoise blue, and there is no scum line. There is absolutely nothing in that tub. It looks absolutely brand new out of the package. So, so this summer, I just had to keep on top of my cleaner just a little bit more just to make sure that she was following my prescribed um, cleaning methods uh, in terms of removing a little bit of the sand that we get in there from our, from our beach uh, and also just to keeping the, the scum line down. And sometimes your managers or, or, your, or your cleaners especially can – they can become very territorial when it comes to your property. They, they want to do a good job, but they're also acting on your behalf. Um, so it is – sometimes you just have to remind them that, that you're the property owner and not them. Uh, even though it, it is nice to, to get feedback, but at the same time, you don't want to be constantly receiving feedback that just seems like a complaint. Oh, I'll go along with that as well. I, I, I think it's it, it, it all comes down to training. Uh, it's it's not. I don't think it is sufficient just to hire somebody because they are a property manager and they they have other properties. I think it's really important to sit down with them and tell them what it is you want them, not only what you want them to do, but what you want them to pass on to you. I I did this with with mine early on. It took a long long time to get to, to get them to stop calling me and saying, "Oh, I've just got here and the place is a mess." And I said. Can you do it in four hours? Yes, we can. Well, then that's fine. I don't need to know. But everybody has a different feeling when it comes to the property. I mean, Andrew and I, when we bought Seabreeze, we very specifically said to each other that we were going to try our hardest not to become emotionally involved in the property. It, it, was, a, it was an investment purchase specifically to rent it out. Um, now, obviously, over time, because we do love the place and it's such an amazing location, we are to a certain extent in love with it. But at the same time, we we don't sweat the small stuff. And and I I kind of apologize. I've I've kind of jumped the gun gun here, Mum. It's uh, I, I've moved on to to my next point. So you know what? I'll I'll let you go. Uh, I'll let you go to your next point. Oh, okay. Because I my my next point really is is sort of another follow on. From, from the previous one, and it's about the importance of having clear instructions for for, for the amenities and facilities. Um, and I'm not going to mention, you know, not, not going to go on about hot tubs again, although that's really important to have clear instructions. But the one thing that really hit us this summer was the um, satellite TVs in both properties. And and I've been saying to, um, to Phil for a, a, a long time that... Most people, you know, many people are like me. They look at the array of remote controls and it totally throws them for a loop. You know, I'll pick up one or two remote controls, I'll press buttons and lo and behold, I've knocked the satellite out completely and all I'm getting is a blank screen and then I'll just wave my hands in the air and say, somebody come help me get this television back on. All I want to do is is watch a program. I don't want to spend my life or my holiday messing about with remote controls. And this is something that we had in both Osprey and Kingfisher in this summer were the calls that were saying, I've done something to the TV. I don't know how to use the remotes. The sound has gone. The picture has gone. And my, our learning point this year was to, uh, to create laminated sheets 
for um, each part of the entertainment system. So we have a so so when somebody comes in, they want to turn the television on. They can pick up this laminated sheet and it says how to turn the television on, how to set up a satellite channel, and I also a little troubleshooting guide. If A happens, then do B. If this doesn't work, then do C, etc. And we're trying to make it as simple as possible, with with the result that it's going to stop the continual uh, calls. So I don't know if you have that at um, if you have that at Seabreeze. If you ever have an issue with that with the satellite TV, Mike. Um, I haven't specifically had any issues with with people calling to say they've they've done something wrong. I mean, I was uh, I, I realized very early on with the. We have a DVD player, we have satellite TV, we've got a, a TV itself, then we've got an Xbox, then we've got an iPod docking station. You know, we've got the, the full array of multimedia for, for our guests. Um, so I, I did do a laminated instruction guide, um, and it's simply point one. If you want to listen to your iPod, do one, two, three, four, five. Mm-hmm. If, you want to, if, you want to watch D, if you want to watch DVD, then do one, two, three, four, five. Um, just as a little anecdote, Andrea's, uh, my wife Andrea, her, her grandmother is 91 years old and has just recently bought a laptop. Um, and she's never had a computer before in her life. She just recently purchased a laptop because she wanted to play a specific game that she, she likes to play at one of her um, niece's house. And being the, the techie guy that I am, we went over there for lunch one day and she asked me to teach her how to use it. And I absolutely love her she's not she's my my wife's grandmother and I, I treat her like my own and i it is such a challenge to teach somebody something that you so instinctively know how to do um it it really is like trying to teach somebody how to breathe or how to walk because it's you don't think about it so when it comes to an entertainment system that maybe you're used to and you're a very technically savvy person you need to really break each step down into into point one, point two, point three, and if something goes wrong, then there needs to be uh, a reset point where you can say, okay, even to the point of pull the power <laughs> and put the power plug back in, and then start again. Step one, two, three, four, five. Well, that, um, that, that's uh, what we were doing with our with our people at Osprey, with our guests at Osprey and Kingfisher. I, I I kept hearing Phil on the phone saying, "I'll oh, just pull the power plug." <laughs> <laughs> I know it, it really is a challenge, but, but what you can do is if, if you really sit down and spend some time writing out that guide for your particular setup. And the other thing is, too, is, is try and make it as easy as possible for your guests. If need be, go out and buy one of those uh, $70 or $80 single remote controls that you can program everything into. Now, understandably, some people, um, some of our listeners and some vacation rental owners will be putting in uh, technology that's not completely up to date because they don't want to spend that much money. Like it's still functional um, and you may not be able to use that universal remote. But if you can, really try as best as you can to make it as easy as possible for your guests. Yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. And uh, just just always remember that they're on vacation. They should not have to be spending their, their time in in setting stuff up it should it should be just an easy 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 time for them no I, I, absolutely and and uh i'm trying to remember that quote from uh that property manager we met in costa rica uh one of the most mm. beautiful lines i've ever heard every can you remember what that was heather well i i can't quite remember but i remember it, it was about that that place we went to that had the television in the in the cupboard in the um in the bedroom 
and I couldn't figure out why there was a TV. And he said that they had people there who'd um, who, who'd spent their entire vacation sitting up in the bedroom watching television. And and we said something about that, you know, why would anybody do that? And he said, well, you know, it's not our place to judge how how people want no, to I, spend I, their vacation. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, as we go through this, I'll try to remember that quote because it really was uh, one of those ones which should be immortalized in stone for vacation rental owners. Um, okay, anyway, but so, you, you uh, go so, on to uh, your 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 next one, which was let go of the small stuff. Yeah, so letting go of the small stuff is is the big thing as as, as a vacation rental owner. Um, there are so many things about this business that can really get under your skin. Uh, I've already mentioned about cleaners or service providers calling you up and, and telling you how bad things are. Um, and, and sometimes it can be simply when, if you do the cleaning yourself of your vacation rental like I do uh, from time to time. Um, when you go down and things have not been left as you'd expect them to be. There is, uh, there's a very interesting discussion out in uh, the vacation rental industry right now through, um, through another uh, blog page. Just in regards to these are paying guests staying at your property. So you shouldn't be expecting them to do anything in the form of work while they're there. Now, I think this is a very interesting point, and, and we'll bring this up uh, a, a, another day on, on, on a blog post or, or a podcast. But certainly, if the worst thing you can do is go back to a guest who feels they've had a great stay after they've left because you want to claim $30 or $40 because they didn't clean up after themselves, or, or maybe they, they broke a lamp, or, or, or something very, very minor. I mean, for me, anything that's costing under $100 when somebody is paying $1,400, dollars $1, a week for my property, for the other properties, they could be paying as much as $25,000, $3,500 a week, which is a lot of money. So as an owner, you really have to let some things go. And if you allow those small things to, to boil, uh, they can really affect you badly, whether you go after the renter themselves or if you vent on on a vacation rental blog. Oh, I'm I'm in absolute agreement with that. I was going to say, and the thing is, is is, is that if they feel they've had a good vacation, they're going to go home and they're going to tell ten ten of their friends. But if you get to them first and say, "I want some money because you didn't empty a few bags of garbage," they're not going to tell anybody. So you may have you may have already put them on your own personal blacklist where you don't want them to come back and stay with you again. But at the same time, you may get 10 of their friends who are the best renters you've ever had. Yeah. And alternatively, Mike, if, um, if, if you do hit them with, with a claim on a damage deposit, uh, they are going to tell their friends and they're going to tell their friends not to book your place. I'd like to look at it as a lifetime value. What, you know, what is this, the, the, the small amount of money you're claiming um, against the lifetime value that that customer may bring you. Absolutely, and it's uh, it, it's that old rule that somebody who's had a bad time will tell a hundred of their friends, and somebody who's had a great time will only tell five to ten. Mm-hmm. So it's it's better to make sure that they leave happy. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, I want to move on um, now. I'm going back to um, to one of my learning points, and this is something I've this is something I have really struggled with for for the ten years that I've been renting out my properties in Ontario, and that is how to find good linens. And I've I've been reading blog posts and and articles on what the best linens are, and I just have not been able to find them. And you know, um, I've just come back from my RV trip, 
and and I have a set of linens in the RV and I realised these are the ones that when we were in England 20 years ago, Phil was in the Air Force and he went over to, he came over to the States and he came back with these, this set of poly, uh, polyester cotton sheets and and they were absolutely lovely. I've never, ever ironed them. And twen- in fact, it's nearly 23 years later. They are still as crisp and usable as they were then. It suddenly made me realise that all the sheets and linens that I've been buying are imported. You know, they're, they're coming from, from Bangladesh, from China. I haven't seen American-made sheets in years until I came across the um, a site called thedistinguishedguest.com. It's a small company run by a lady called Alana Schroeder. She is selling American-made linens and they're polyester cotton. And she sent me a set to try out. And oh my goodness, that's it. I am... I am totally smitten with these these white, white, crisp, hotel-quality sheets. So my learning point from this summer was to stop buying, stop you know, buying all these five, six hundred thread count sheets, which last for one or two washes. And I'm going to furnish both my properties with sheets from the distinguished guest. And I'm going to be putting the, uh, the, the link to the website on the show notes. And, uh, and there will be shortly coming up. If I can get them on these show notes, that would be great. Um, but we do have a discount offer coming up on those too. Alana also does other bath type um, products as well. You know, the sort of bath shower gel, that sort of thing. And uh, and she does also sell um, bath towels, and I have a set of I have a couple of sets of those, and they are gorgeous too. So I am very strongly promoting the distinguished guest, and uh, and will do in another blog post as well. So there you are. If you want nice sheets, Mike, that's where we should be getting them. No, I, it's uh, it's something that I think uh, I think Lana's going to do very well in the industry because it's something that's been really lacking is, is is a company outside of the mainstream hospitality industry companies, um, somebody who's really focusing on, on the vacation rental market, and I think it's uh, that's going to be a great company and one to keep a, a, an eye on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my next point is managing neighbours, and I don't mean managing neighbours. Uh, well, I do mean managing neighbours. <laughs> um, <laughs> My property have a very unique uh, situation where my property and the one on the other side of the street are the only properties on the waterfront. Uh, And we have about five or six properties on both sides that go um, back down the street. So our street, it it, it ends at at, at the lake. And it's always a challenge because all our neighbors want to come down and enjoy the waterfront as, uh, as, as I would too if I lived down there. Uh, and we do have a small pr- private beach, oh, sorry, a small public beach off to what one end of, of the, uh, in front of my property. Now, the challenging thing is, is that you never really truly know how your neighbors are going to interact with your guests. You also don't know how your neighbors are going to react to the fact that you're renting out. Um, so something that I made very, very clear to all of my neighbors, I invited some of them around for beers, made friends, shook hands, and just 
really was very upfront with everybody. Now, I was quite fortunate in the fact that the owner who had the property before us uh, also rented out, but her relationship with the uh, with the neighbors wasn't quite as, let's say, lovey-dovey as maybe mine is. Um, it was uh, a little bit stilted, I guess, uh, from, from what I hear from the neighbors. But I think it's so important to ensure, at the end of the day, your neighbors can make or break your business. Um, and if they knew that, then they, they I, 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 hopefully my neighbors aren't listening to the podcast, um, but, but they, uh, but they really can, um, you know, they are the faces who are around the property. They're the people who are going to say hello over the fence. They're also the people who are going to keep an eye on your property. Uh, and I had several, I have several occasions every summer where I have neighbors will let me know if something's that they'll phone me up at home just to say, just so you know, there's, there's like four or five cars in your driveway and you're only supposed to have like Four, four or six people. I just thought you'd like to know, and and always, always be thankful. Always be thankful of of the curtain twitchers, the nosy neighbors, because they're the ones who are really going to help you out when you don't know what all the time what's going on at your property. Um, so that's a, that's a real um, a real learning point that I'd like to uh, I took away from the summer is is make sure you're in the good books of your neighbors. Yeah, you know, I've I've spoken to owners, new owners before in the past, and they've um, they I've I've, meant, I've said to them, what what do your neighbours think about you renting out? And they've said, oh, I'm not telling them. And and that's been you know that that that's the point where I sit them down and say, you you have to talk to your neighbours. You have to let them know what you're doing. It's it's out of respect to them. But the, but the main thing is is absolutely as you've said is that having them on side is far more important than a standoff, which is often what can develop if if a situation arises and and your neighbours are are not you know haven't been informed. So so that's a, that's a great one, Mike. Um, fortunately, I don't have neighbours at either of my properties, but uh, but if 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 I did, that would be the first thing I'd be doing is having them around for a barbecue and saying you know come and come and have a look at this place. This is um, this is uh, what 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 we're offering to our guests. What do you think? And uh, and I'm sure they would they would really really like that. And something as simple as that as just having a, a small community barbecue at the cottage at the beginning or the end of the season, um, at the beginning just to to thank them or 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 the end even just to thank them for a great season for being great neighbours. Yeah, absolutely. So so while we're talking, I mean, I mentioned when when we were chatting before we we started this that uh, that we've got some weather coming in at the moment and. Uh, it's uh, the, the wind is really blowing up, and it uh, it it just brought to mind um, that the the next point I have that um, that I learnt this year that it's a really good job we have a generator. But if you don't have a generator, the most important thing is to have a some sort of kit that your guests can use if the power goes out. We had a massive storm back in. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't think it affected um, Seabreeze. Uh, that that huge storm in July. I don't think you had an issue there. No, not in July, but but we did have uh, one back in the spring. Um, Seabreeze is is very remote um, away from uh, the the major town, and we're actually being right down on the waterfront. It's a good one to two kilometers away, so we have one set of power lines that comes in. Um, and sure enough, there's the, there always seems to be a few trees that decide to shed a few limbs during mm-hmm. a storm. So, so we did have a day or two where we'd had a, uh, a main break had been tripped, and it, and it was during a very widespread power outage where they were all small individual problems. Um, so that's always the biggest challenge. Is it may not be 
the whole eastern seaboard, it may just be 20 or 30 small issues that take such a long time for the, 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 uh, the electrical company to be able to come out and service your area. Yeah, and I just think it's so important to have something, you know, if the power goes out, you know, if, if, if you know your own property, it's not a real issue because you know your way around, you're familiar with it. But when you've got people there who are totally unfamiliar, perhaps with the layout of the property, and in fact, that uh, that big outage we had in July happened on a on a Saturday. So a lot of people had just arrived. And then, of course, the power goes out. They they haven't had the time to 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 get that familiarity, you know, like where where would they find flashlights? Where's the, you know, are there any candles? Is there fresh water? How do you flush the toilet? That sort of thing. So so what we learnt this year from a lot of our property owners, in fact, who didn't have any form of power outage kit uh, was that uh, their guests w- found it much more difficult to cope with the outage than many others who um, who had very supportive owners who provided them with the wherewithal to um, to manage the uh, the inconvenience, which is you know mostly it was an inconvenience for about twelve hours, but that inconvenience can become at, at times a danger if uh, if an owner hasn't really thought about how to help their guests manage it. I think something else um, worth pointing out is, is some, um, depending on where your vacation rental is, uh, I mean, uh, last year, of course, uh, was uh, the year of Hurricane Sandy and the the eastern seaboard of the U.S., where certainly in the, the New Jersey area, there there are a lot of vacation rental properties along the waterfront. So not just providing the power outage kit, but also providing... Um, information on what to do in the event of a, of a serious emergency. And uh, it's something that I, I've actually considered many times is we have two main railway lines within an hour, sorry, within a kilometer of Seabreeze um, that run from Toronto to Montreal. And uh, we had a derailment um, probably uh, uh, only about 15, 20 minutes down, down the tracks um, about two years ago. Uh, and there was an area there by the waterfront that was cut off for two or three days until they could get all the uh, the chemicals and and, uh, and mitigate the the incident. Um, but it's really important to make sure that people know what to do in the in the event of an emergency that's very specific to your your vacation rental property. You know, that's what we should be doing, Mike. Actually, that that that's a great topic for. Uh... But perhaps even even a video is um, is how to prepare you know emergency planning. That's something we should be mm. thinking of. But that's uh, yeah, that's yeah, we'll, we'll... that's a great point. Um, okay, so my last point, um, and this is something that has really, I, I I can't I can't express enough how thankful that we made the decision this year to employ a gardener. <laughs> it may sound like a very trivial thing to have a gardener. Um, but Seabreeze, we have uh, about a half an acre of property, lots of flower beds, and the time it takes to maintain that, to make everything look as best as it possibly can, is so enormous, and, and, and it's very challenging to do on, on in a simple turnaround time. Um, so we hired an absolutely wonderful uh, gardener, uh, Lynn Armstrong. Um, she isn't really a commercial gardener, she's just somebody we, we found who lives down the street from the cottage. Uh, but Lynn, if you're listening, just want to thank you so much. Um, 
she has been absolutely instrumental in completely transforming um, our um, our grounds and the property, um, whether it be doing um, baskets. Um, she was constantly weeding and, and uh, re-edging the, the, the flower beds. Um, and a lot of the things that she, she does in terms of planting, and she just brings cuttings from her own home. She doesn't even charge me for them. I mean, I, I'm very fortunate to, to, to have her. And, and my little my little title for this point was it was a gardener will add blooms to your reviews because she really has. I mean, so many people have commented in the guest book as to how amazing the gardens are and how beautiful they are and how do I do this and how do I do that. And, and I really have to give Lynn a lot of credit for how much she's helped the business or my business through the summer, just purely doing something as simple as doing the gardening. Now, however, I still maintain the the lawn uh she doesn't she doesn't mow lawns but that's pretty simple to do and and very rudimentary but but her her gardening has really made sea breeze just look like a million dollars and it does it looks gorgeous so lynn if you're listening i wish you'd come up to me I, and but I, I that's that's actually something mike that we are doing next year we are employing a gardener to come to both osprey and kingfisher to um to, to just add some color and make them look better from the exterior because you know it's 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 often to do with that uh, that first impression when people arrive and it looks gorgeous from the outside they they're just warm and fuzzy before they even set foot through the door so so that's great um i, I think so i think something that that we found uh like last year we went to um the vacation rental in Luthera. Um, you, the, the, the gardening there was beautiful. You, you could tell everything was trimmed and pruned. Uh, the year before that, when we went to Costa Rica, uh, again, they have a gardener who comes in and, and picks up the, uh, the, the one or two leaves or twigs that, that have floated down to the ground over the, over the previous few days. And, and it's just that care and attention to detail um, can really, as you said, just, just, just give you the warm and fuzzies. Yeah, and, and you know, that, that extra cost... Um, it may not be picked up in um, a, a raising of a rental rate, but people come back. And uh, I, I'm hearing so many times from people um, who are coming back to your cottage again and again and again because they love it both inside and out. So you're doing a fantastic job. So I'm. you, you just mentioned reviews. So my final learning point um, was is about the value of reviews. Um, but not not so much the reviews that actually perhaps go on TripAdvisor. I'm I'm thinking really more about the things that are in the guest book because I I I was I was down at Osprey Cottage um, a couple of days ago, and I was waiting for somebody to come and do do some work. I think with the plumber. I was waiting for the plumber, and so I sat down, put my feet up, and I decided I, I were actually going to go through this guest book and make a note of of the things that people have said that that. Is is a pattern everybody's saying, and and apart from this, the one thing that a lot of people say is that they love it when they walk in the door and there's music playing. Uh, the other thing is is that um, all of our guests love the wildlife. They they always mention the beavers, the otters, the osprey, um, the great blue heron that they'll see. Sometimes they'll get up in the morning and there's deer in the garden and. Um, you know, we, we've had somebody 
we, we have had somebody who saw a black bear at one point and they, they thought that was the most amazing thing ever. Others may not, but uh, but even, you know, the kids writing about the frogs and uh, and the tadpoles and all this other sort of live stuff, chipmunks, squirrels, you name it, we've probably got it down there. And so, so my takeaway from that was to actually use the fact that everybody loves wildlife. So for 2014, we're going to be having a kids competition and we're going to be um, advertising it um, not just to the guests who've booked, but, to, you know, the hope hope to get people to book um, that uh, it's, it's a competition. And I think what we're going to be doing is asking uh, asking for um kids to create a collage of, of wildlife and things they see you know they can you know, dried leaves and that sort of stuff but uh, we haven't actually figured out exactly what it's going to be but it, it's all going to be centered around you know, getting the kids to do something outside to, to collect photographs to collect feathers and and you know other evidence of of, of the wildlife that is is around and uh, and we got the prize is probably going to be a GoPro camera we thought something like that. But that that was my takeaway is that uh, my guests are telling me something, so I need to use it to enable us to market better and to bring them back. What do you reckon to that one? I, I think you're absolutely right. Um, just receiving the review is uh, is fantastic to have somebody who's going to spend the time to actually write in the guest book and tell you a very personal message about what they enjoyed at your property. But the th- the worst thing you can do as, as a vacation rental owner is just go, oh, that's really nice, and move on. And I have to say, sometimes I'm guilty of that, of not spending enough time going through the reviews and seeing what people really liked and enhancing that experience for the next guest to come. And, you know, I'm going to talk a lot more about things that you can do in the property and how you can engage your current guests and future guests uh, when I start doing the uh, the video tutorials um, about setting up your own vacation rental website. Excellent. Well, I'll look forward to that. Well, you know, we've um, we've gone through a lot of stuff here, Mike, and uh, and time's moving on. So I think we've got to wrap it up now. So hopefully, we've uh, we've got across uh, a few of our takeaways from this season, and uh, all all these are going to be in the show notes. And uh, so, so you can check through and I'll be putting some links in there to other things because I think, uh, you know, I mentioned the power outage kit and, and I've got a, <clears throat> a link to a download, I believe, to, um, uh, to a, a, a list of things that would be in a power outage kit. Just before we finish, Mike, do you want to just um, wrap up by, um, by just mentioning what people need to do if they want to contribute to 101 Ways to Create Loyal Vacation Rental Fans. Yeah, absolutely. As you said at the beginning of this podcast, this is a really, truly amazing thing that we're putting together. Um, it is Vacation Rental Owners. It's written by Vacation Rental Owners for Vacation Rental Owners. So it's not written by us at Cottage Blogger. Um, we, we will put everything together with some... Um, some some glue and some staples, um, but we're really producing this as as a real um, takeaway for anybody either just getting into the industry, whether you're just thinking about or, or just starting to rent, or even if you've been uh, renting out your property for for years and years. Um, there will be 101 tips on different things that you can look at to uh, improve your improve your property and also improve yourself as a vacation rental professional. Now, 
the way that you can contribute to this, and this is the biggest thing, is we really want people to to share with us what works for you. And so the, the best thing is, is just to go to our website, cottageblogger.com. Now, if you're listening to the podcast through the website uh, and you're looking at the show notes, you can see on the right-hand side, uh, there is um, a little button there. Just say, would you like to be a contributing author in a major VR industry ebook? Click here. So you just click through to that um, if you're on the other website. If you're listening through iTunes, uh, simply go to cottageblogger.com and there are buttons and uh, um, opportunities for you to click here all over the website. Um, you shouldn't have trouble finding it. Or you can even find it on the menu uh, at the very top of the website where it says 101 Ways Ebook. Now, what's going to happen is that you click through and basically sign up to receive our author's information pack. Now, the author's information pack um, gives you a detailed look at what each chapter is going to be about. Um, and we would like our contributors to submit their article based on one of those chapters. Now, if you have experience in multiple chapters, please feel free to submit several different um, articles as we will collate them all together and look through them and, and try and really figure out the ones that are, are going to be the most, most beneficial to the most people. Um, so, so click through, download the owner's information pack, and within that, it will tell you um, the process of, uh, of how to submit. Um, so as, as Heather mentioned earlier, um, we're looking for probably anywhere between 200 and 750 words. We, we don't want an entire novel, um, but certainly enough to give the reader uh, a little bit of a, an understanding of the big picture as to how your tip uh, or your, um, what you're sharing, how it's really affected you and made you uh, or made your business more successful because of it. Now, something that we're not mentioning too much, but I think is, again, a really huge positive to this ebook, is that we're contacting some very prestigious members of the vacation rental industry, um, some people in, in some key areas, um, maybe CEOs of big companies, uh, maybe very uh, prolific uh, bloggers in the, about the VR industry, um, people in their specific fields to write forwards or the forward uh, section for each chapter. Now, I think this is what's going to be a, a real kicker to this, is, is that there will be some really good, solid information from these industry experts on each chapter. Now, the biggest thing is, is why would you want to contribute to this? What's the benefit to you? Uh, and as Heather said earlier, why would I want to give my secrets to other people? Well, first and foremost, what we're doing is we're helping to strengthen the vacation rental industry. The more properties that are renting professionally and doing all those those little things that really make the whole industry stronger, um, it, it's going to impact everybody. Some people may want to rent one property and go there over and over again. Other people may just love the idea of renting and then go to lots of different properties. So it will really benefit us, benefit everybody for for all of us to become better at what we do. So that's the first thing. It's going gonna, it's gonna to really benefit the industry as a whole. Um, the second thing is is uh, everybody who submits an article to us will, will receive a free copy of the ebook. Whether or not you're in the book or not, we'll send you a free copy. If you are actually featured in the ebook, uh, if you're actually um, published, and, 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 and as we mentioned, we'll give you full credit for your article if you're included, 
and that will include a link to uh, your own property, uh, a link to any other social media that, that you're involved in. So if you have a Twitter account, if you have a YouTube channel, uh, if you have a Facebook page for your property or your company, um, we will include that in the ebook. So it'll give you a lot of exposure. But the the the, the biggest thing is, is is that we will also, if you're included in the ebook, we'll also give you um, a a free copy of Heather's ebook, which is to come out uh, in the kind of first quarter of next year, uh, the vacation rental formula. Uh, and this is something that Heather's been working on for several years since her her last book, and it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be a really really good read, and it's going to be one that you're going to want to have on the computer or on your iPad, um, as it's going to it's just going to be packed full of great information. So 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 that's it, really. So it, what we want to do is hear from you guys. Um, our submission deadline is November 30th. Uh, now, this podcast is going out in the middle of November, um, so we we know you only have a few weeks um, to, to make your submission. But if you still want to, if you're listening to this podcast and it's way beyond November 30th of 2013, please feel free to go onto the website and submit your article because we will be publishing in the future um, newer um, versions or, or, or newer um newer copies uh, as we develop this as, as a product as an ongoing product maybe we can maybe um, so we'll just, just about covered everything maybe we just change the title over time to 201 ways yeah absolutely <laughs> um because i i think once this, this this gets rolling and people really see the value in it and also see that it, it it's just i I'm, I'm just so excited i can't even talk <laughs> <laughs> well it's time it's, t- it's time you stop talking anyway because we've gone well yes, well over the hour so i'm now going to uh, to to wrap this up and get my my closing music going so uh, just a just a thank you um to to you mike for your contributions to uh, to this episode um, it's been great to hear your takeaways and, um, and, oh yes. And a huge thank you for, for, for what you're doing with the, with the book. I think it's going to be, uh, as you say, a huge success and, uh, and we'll be talking about it again soon. So thanks. Thanks a lot, Mike. Thanks, mum. Oh, I love that. Thanks, mum. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so thank you folks for listening. This has been a great episode and we'll look forward to um, to being with you again soon. 